Hey, Christ City, good morning. My name is Justin. I'm one of the pastors of the church. Uh, before we kick off our service today, I, I want to point out just a couple of things. Uh, first of all, today is a special occasion as we're celebrating seven years of life as a worshiping community together here in Washington, D.C. Uh, obviously, we would love nothing more than to celebrate our seventh birthday all together. But as we wait impatiently for the season to pass, uh, we trust that God's Spirit binds us together as family, even across the distance. My name is Matthew, uh, and I serve as one of the pastors and as an elder here at Christ City Church. And I just want to say thank you for joining us this morning, especially if this is one of your first times joining our stream. We're here on Sundays streaming from our church offices on H Street in Northeast Washington, D.C. Today is a special day in the life of Christ City, as today we're celebrating seven years as a church. Seven years of worshiping together, seven years of, of serving D.C. and the H Street communities, seven years of reminding one another of God's love, seven years of working to see God's kingdom coming in our midst, seven years of, of community and communion, and most of all, seven years of God's faithfulness to us. And today, it's right for us, as the psalmist says, to tell of the power of your awesome works to, and proclaim God's great deeds, to celebrate God's abundant goodness and joyfully sing of his righteousness because the Lord has been good to us. What is now Christ City Church began as a small group of godly mischief makers that gathered in a house on the 1800 block of Bay Street Southeast. And those gathered there, led by the Holy Spirit and moved with compassion for their neighborhood, they began to imagine a new church for their neighborhood, a church that was infused with the belief that Christ came to liberate people and renew a place, a church that embraced the patterns of living embodied in both proclamation and presence as kingdom witnesses, being what Filipina theologian Melba Maguey describes as the ecclesia visibilis, God's people making the presence of the kingdom felt in all areas of life. I wasn't at Bay Street then, nor in D.C. for that matter. Lisa and I wouldn't join for another couple of months, but Justin was, along with some others whom are still part of Christ City. Anna, Nate, Sarah, Bruce, Courtney, David, Chelsea, two times, Ashley, John, it was that spirit-led ache, that, that prompting, that led that first small group to launch Sunday services at Minor Elementary. And it began as many things do, with a bang and a stumble and a story, mistakes, and a whole lot of awkward. And, and during the first worship set, like equipment broke, technology failed, a lot of parts of the service were a bit rough, and like flames shot from the speakers or something. And in that moment, it just felt like a disaster. But it also felt like a birth, because it was, both, and that's okay. In those earliest moments, we are reminded of the echoes of Zechariah's prophetic vision in Zechariah 4.10, where he says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. When I, um, when I reflect back on these earliest days, some of which I wasn't even a part of, there's, there's one thing that I'm always struck by, and it's the powerful ways that the Holy Spirit uses a handful of people gathered in a living room. Now, though we often imagine Christ City as a gathering at Minor Elementary School, the, the truest geography of Christ City Church is the 100-plus living rooms, dining rooms, backyards, and Zoom rooms that have been the addresses of Christ City's small group gatherings and these formal and informal, 
small groups of people committed to Jesus, committed to their neighborhoods and longing to see God's kingdom come on their block and in their city as it is in heaven. Now, I know that you're looking at me right now on a screen or on your computer or TV or whatever, but I want you to take your eyes off of me for a minute. I just want you to just scan your room, particularly your living room and your dining room. I want you to look at your space. I want you to see the chairs that are around you. I want you to see the couch. I want you to see the carpet and the rug. And I want you to imagine. Imagine how God might want to use your space for his kingdom over the course of the next seven years. Who might come through your space, socially distanced and masked, of course, but, but who might come through your space with their questions of faith, their hopes, their doubts, their pain, their joys, and how might God use you to answer those doubts and questions and pains and joys and point them towards the one who can hold them all? You see, the, the truest geography of Christ City has always been the living rooms that the saints of Christ City Church call home and the city blocks that the saints of Christ City are called to chaplain. We started as a second site of the district church, a sister church located in Columbia Heights. It's pastored by Aaron and Amy Graham. And in those first years, we were called the East Side Parish of the district church. And we were called East Side because we were on the east side of Columbia Heights and the 8th Street and surrounding neighborhoods parish was just too long to put on a sign. And so East Side Parish it was. Although members who lived east of the river, they never missed an opportunity to point out that we could also be called the not so East Side Parish. And they were, of course, right. But over the years, we began to grow numerically, little by little, and we continued to cultivate a care for our parish, the geography that God had called us to love and to care for. We joined Miner's parent-teacher organization and began serving minor families in a number of ways. DC 127 has always been a central avenue of caring for our city, and over the years, DC 127's executive directors and staff and board members and over 50 DC 127 volunteers have called Christ City their home church. We developed other rhythms within the life of our church that has uh, continued to anchor us in our mission of being faithful witnesses to Christ's kingdom. Advent offering and community lunches being two of them. Our annual Advent offering this year will take us well over the $100,000 mark. $100,000 given to organizations in our city and in our world that provide echoes and signposts to the day when all things are made bright and made new fully and finally by God. And that's to say nothing of the other ways that Christ City gives financially or volunteer-wise or in-kind to ministries in this city. And community lunch. <laughs> There's a lot that I've missed during the COVID outbreak, but community lunches is at the top of my list. Monthly gatherings that serve as a reminder to us of the deep need and value of community and communion, where we as a church bring to bear our shared gifts so that we might feast together and remember God's promises of provision. Uh, three years ago, we relaunched as Christ City Church, having grown and matured and ready to install local elders and build upon our history as the Eastside Parish. And in the relaunch, we articulated our mission as being bound in our name, Christ, Jesus at the center of our lives and of our work and of our being, city where we were and are a church rooted and called in a place, and as such, we are a people bound to incarnate God's love in a geography in Washington, D.C., and church. We're a people, a, a community, not just a collection of individuals, but those rescued by God's grace and commissioned for the sake of God's kingdom. And now three years farther down the road, this is still our vision. 
It's, it's right for us to look back and remember and reflect, but life isn't lived in reverse. Much like the Sankofa symbol of the Akan people of Ghana, wherein we're reminded of the wisdom of looking back and at the wisdom of lessons from the past so that we might faithfully move into the future. It's right for us on the seventh anniversary of our beginning to look back as we continued moving forward. As we move into the next seven years and the next 70 years, let us more faithfully live into our name. Let us be about the business of interfering with the world so as to turn the world upside down for the sake of God's kingdom. In a city drunk on power, let us display that there is an alternative center of power and his name is Jesus and he is the one around whom we center. Let us be a Christ City church that speaks the word in places of injustice and embodies that word in places of suffering while knowing that in order to do so, we must be a people who take time to listen to God in prayer and to hear the heart cry of a turbulent world. If we're to be a church that lives into our name, a church for this city and the multi-layered neighborhoods that make up our parish, we must remember that incarnation and solidarity with others is premised on a death somewhere within us. Crucifixion and resurrection must both be a part of our story. If we are to continue living into our name, we'll be a church that sees the waters of baptism disturbed with each new believer who has said yes to Jesus and God's advancing kingdom. Our collective living rooms and Zoom rooms will be busting at the seams with those looking to be shaped by prayer and protest, by God's word and God's work in our midst, joining Christ in his work of redemption in Washington, D.C. and the world. Happy seventh birthday, Christ City Church. Thanks be to God for the great things that he has done, for the things that he's doing, and the things that he will do. Let me pray for us. God, we do celebrate you and your majesty and your glory, the ways that you have taken up residence in our midst and have moved us forward, the ways that you've anchored us and rooted us in a neighborhood and in a community and in a city, and the ways that you have lifted our gaze beyond our own experiences and helped us see the many ways that you are at work and on display in our world. God, we thank you for the ways that you have carried us this far. And God, as grateful children, we look to you and say, God, keep going, keep doing it, keep moving, and keep using us. For the sake of this city, for the sake of your name and of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We're all church, as we've been saying over these last few weeks. We are the church. And um, it's such an honor and a privilege to be one of your pastors, to be among your number, to see how God has been faithful in us and through us and around us, and even in spite of us over these last seven years that I'm truly hopeful and eagerly anticipating what God will do in us and through us and around us for seven more and seven times seven after that. I'm excited for us, Christ today. I'm excited for what God has in store for us. Uh, I wanted to give the, the, the benediction is going to be given by uh, my friend Eugene Cho, uh, who was the, the founding pastor of Quest Church, the founder and a visionary of uh, One Day's Wages, and is now recently, just last week actually, began his term as the new president of Bread for the World, an anti-poverty organization. And so, here's Eugene. 
Christ City Church, this is Pastor Eugene Cho, founder and visionary of One Day's Wages, president of Bread for the World. As you turn seven years old, it's a privilege and an honor, even if it's awkward for me to be in this car. I'm tr- currently traveling right now. Uh, just to extend blessings, congratulations, prayers, exhortation as you celebrate seven years as a church. One of the things that I've learned as a pastor is to not take these moments lightly, to soak it in, to be present, to look within, to look around, to look upward and to give God glory, but to certainly also celebrate and affirm one another. So congratulations to each of you, no matter at what point you join the church. Congratulations to the founding pastors, members, and elders. And I'm reminded of this one particular quote that I'd love to share with you that I think is so powerful and appropriate during our time today. Genuine hope is not blind optimism. It is hope with open eyes, which sees the suffering and yet believes in the future by Jorgen Moltmann. May we have eyes to be fully present with all that's going on. Eyes to care for one another. And may we never forget the promise and hope of the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you.